Have you ever felt excited about your new job, only to begin feeling bored after a couple of months and thinking about how to escape your dull daily routine? Have you ever asked yourself questions like these? Is this really all there is to life? Spending five days a week doing work I'm not passionate about and only truly feeling free on the weekends or during those couple of weeks of vacation per year. Am I really going to spend the next 40 years working in different jobs that don't fulfill me? Only to look forward to retirement so that I can finally enjoy my life when I'm old. If you feel stuck in your corporate job, the good news is you're not alone. I believe that traditional education doesn't teach us how to find and follow our life's true purpose. In fact, I believe quite the contrary. It programs us for the rat race lifestyle. Nine to five job, buying more material things, and becoming more indebted, all whilst feeling trapped and depressed. That's why I decided to interview people who left their traditional jobs and decided to pursue their dreams and happiness by going into entrepreneurship, by either joining a startup or becoming a business owner. I hope that hearing their stories will encourage you to take action and escape your boring job once and for all. Enjoy, feel inspired, and don't forget to subscribe for your weekly dose of motivation. Hi guys, my name is Ivana and you're listening to Escape Your Boring Job podcast. Today I have a very interesting guest and I'm very excited about this episode because we are going to talk about e-commerce and entrepreneurship. Ronan is an expert in both topics. Welcome to the podcast. Can you please tell us more about yourself, where you come from and what you do? Thanks so much for having me on your podcast, Ivana. I'm really excited for this. So my name is Ronan Kwambi. I'm currently a founder of a blockchain project called Zion Global. I've been involved in the e-commerce industry from a very young age. 10, 11 was kind of where I started my journey from my first computer. Now, I'm a big visionary. I love technology. E-commerce is one of my main strengths. Done a lot of traveling around the e-commerce side. I'm involved in a couple of different businesses around that area. Thank you. You and I actually met when you came to Switzerland, when you joined Startup Incubator. Can you tell us what is your startup about? At the end of last year, myself and my team got accepted into a Swiss incubator where um, we got funding and additional support to build our business. We went to Switzerland, great time. You know, I love being in Switzerland. You know, we got to meet a lot of other different startups in the tech industry. And it gave us a really good outlook on what we needed to prioritize building a tech company and really the right direction to take. You start a company and you really just want to go big from the start. And that's Every entrepreneur, everyone wants to do that. You know, you've got this big vision and you want to go at it from the start. You know, what you learn through an accelerator and why it's so important going into an accelerator like, you know, CV Labs in Switzerland, you get to understand the things upfront before you make those mistakes. Through our time being there, we gained a lot of knowledge. My team and I got a lot closer, a lot more dynamic, a lot more talks, being able to manage the company properly. At the end of the day, it was three months of the incubation and it gave us a really good head start into 2020. What are you solving with your solution? E-commerce side and my vision is to really, you know, dumb down the complexities. When I speak to people about starting an online store to get started in the e-commerce side, there's a lot of different things that you can use, a lot of different tools, software. My aim was really to create a platform that, you know, minimize that, the complexities and, you know, where you didn't have to go into a Shopify store and try and find the best applications or pay for these applications to use to make your store convert. Another aspect of it was everyone to start selling online. We don't want these barriers where you've got to register a business, 
You've got to pay these big fees. So Zion Global is essentially a decentralized payment gateway management solution. We focus specifically on subscriptions, on recurring revenue. You know, that's a big thing for me. I believe that subscriptions only just get bigger throughout the years. We obviously focus heavily on the subscription side and then on the decentralized side where we've got no intermediaries, no banks, you own your own data, you own your own funds. And we have a lot of cool functions coming to it where we can create things right now where existing tech can't. For instance, through our hosted checkout, if I give a quick breakdown of how it works, you basically go into our platform, you sign up, takes about a minute, two minutes to sign up, go through everything. You create a checkout button for your store. It'll give you two lines of code. You take that code, you insert it anywhere into your store where you want your checkout button. Now our checkout buttons are also very customizable. So you can change colors, sizes, shapes. So what essentially happens, you end up putting these two lines of code onto your website. Now the button's activated. So when a consumer comes to your Shopify store, your WordPress, your online store, and they'll click on that button, it'll take them to a hosted checkout. Now this hosted checkout that we've built is a complete digital checkout. So it means that now when consumers check out through the brand, they're actually creating a wallet. From that wallet, we're able to incentivize and do a lot more for the consumer, same as the merchant side. And we have a lot of cool things coming where merchants will be able to stake their sales revenue, start earning interest compound on their sales revenue immediately. Uh, we've got cashback rewards in the digital wallet. When consumers check out through the merchant store, they'll be able to receive cashback rewards and instantly spend those rewards. So we're really trying to make it a better experience for a consumer work on both sides, but on a consumer journey, we're trying to make it fun because it's about a consumer coming in and enjoying the checkout process. We could get to a stage where we gamifying the checkouts and you could play a game for 30 seconds and unlock a 30% discount on your night shoes. So those are the kind of things that we're slowly working on. Platforms Live, we've obviously been working on it for now almost three years and we've just got under 400 merchants on the platform. I'm sure the people who are into e-commerce are now very excited. How can they find you and how can they find and start using your solution? Main website is zion.global. So you can just go straight there and, and you'll learn everything there on how to get started, get to the platform. And then obviously we've got all the service pages where you can get a better understanding of each function in the platform. Pretty straightforward. You just go to the site zion.global and see everything then you can get started immediately without a registered business perfect how did you get into e-commerce i want to know your story from the beginning <laughs> wow it's been such a long journey you know i ended up buying my first computer when i was about 10 11 my parents bought me my first computer when i think back that computer was really really big <laughs> you know i started by 11 12 i didn't understand any of the online side and you know i never knew anyone in it if I can try and make money from this, it could be cool. And that was kind of the thought at that age. For a lot of years, from about 11 till about 14, I didn't have any success. I created a lot of different things. I was in affiliate marketing. Uh, I was creating you know, websites, getting first page SEO listings. There was a lot of different stuff that I was working on through that time. And then my first success came when I stumbled across a course on Facebook. And it was called Facebook Ads Cracked by Donald Wilson. That was one of the first courses I got into. Maybe you can say it was lucky that I'd found it, but I kind of got into this course and started learning about Facebook ads. And that's when Facebook just started the advertising side, you know, and then another company launched for manufacturing t-shirts and clothing. And all you had to do was upload a design. That's where I started actually making money online. A lot of people love affiliate marketing. It's just not for me. 
at the age of 15, we ended up launching name campaign shirts and advertising them through Facebook. There was a lot of things on Facebook that you weren't allowed doing. One thing that we were doing that wasn't allowed was targeting people's names and surnames. We were selling t-shirts and hoodies with people's surnames and names. And uh, we ended up building you know, pages around it. And those days we were scraping a lot of people in that group ended up getting banned from Facebook. We did very well. That was for about a year. We must have sold just under 200,000 apparel items in the first year of those name shirt campaigns. That's really where I just knew that there was so much opportunity online. Then we started going into different niches and kind of started spread our wings a little bit. And we focused on the fishing side. So we went into all these different niches to find out what would work. So we started with fishing, with mechanics, street racing. In the first two years, we did almost $6 million in revenue with just selling t-shirts online. I got invited to the States. I attended a lot of different masterminds. I did a lot of traveling back and forth to the States, got in a lot of masterminds, did a lot of talks there. And that also gave me a lot of inspiration. I was able to travel and be free and make really decent money. Obviously, also when you're young like that, you don't really know what to do with that kind of money. And I realized at the age of 19, I was making this money and I was spending it probably faster than I, I was kind of making it at that age. You know, I was just doing weird things and traveling all the time and going into expensive hotels and stuff. But I would never look back and regret what I did, you know, spending that kind of money. And when we started the e-commerce stores, the other e-commerce stores again, now I've taken my money and I'm putting it into investments. And that's one of the reasons why I've created the sales revenue through Zion Global where you can stake it and obviously start earning interest and compound because it's a big thing for a business that that revenue doesn't just sit there, at least accumulates somehow. At the age of 19, I stopped t-shirts and I moved on to subscriptions, click funnels. That was when I first started creating my free plus shipping offers through my fishing niche because my fishing niche was the biggest and it was doing the best. At that time, you know, when I was about 20 years old, uh, we were running the fishing page, the subscription page, and we were launching videos and content on there. One fishing videos got 15, 16 million views. And this is all the content we were creating and obviously driving a lot of Facebook ads. So we decided to focus on a subscription company and we called it National Fishing Association. We put together a fishing box. It was a monthly box that people would get and we were running a free plus shipping office. We were technically finding a low ticket item for the front end, even losing on the front end. And that's how we were bringing in so many people. You know, when you drive traffic like that, and you're able to bring the customer into that first lead, into that first product at cost price, you're just losing out. Your chances of that person checking out is very high. One of the first to get into those models, basically the model was a pen fishing rod at the beginning. It was a mini pen fishing rod, which we were giving away for cost price. Once they purchased, now you've got their card information so that any other pages now that you take them to, they can instantly click and it's a one-click purchase. So that was very powerful, you know, when ClickFunnels came out. From after the first product, they would go into the second. My conversion rates were about a 40 to 60% on the second offer, which was subscription at a $30 monthly. Then we were doing upsells and downsells, which were still converting at a 20 to 30% conversion rate, which was really amazing. We did that for quite a while, but there were also a lot of complexities involved in that very, very fast. In our first month and a half, we scaled to over half a million dollars in the fishing business and we just couldn't maintain. There was just too many complications. Obviously, you know, I'm from South Africa. A lot of the e-commerce stuff I do is just based in the US. We scaled really fast. We had to switch it off and 
for two, three years, we kind of try to maintain it and get it right and try and scale it. But every time we did, we just ran into too many issues. And that was essentially when I ended up taking everything back. And that's when I decided to start building Zahn based on that side. I met a lot of influential people in the industry. We've done close to $10 million of revenue in general, just through all our e-com stores. I also run a media agency myself to help other companies and other entrepreneurs to build Shopify stores to get the SEO. You know, when you're starting out something and you don't know anyone in the industry, it's very difficult. And that's why a lot of people get lost. There's so much to dig into deeper. And I actually taken notes and I want to ask you question by okay. question. First of all, you mentioned that you started with e-commerce very early. You mentioned yes. that you were 11 or 12 when you started and then you started researching and then you found a couple of courses. So first of all, I want to ask you about those courses and how can other people learn about e-commerce if they're just starting? Would you recommend people to take course or to learn from free materials? That's a big thing. There's a lot of scam out there. There's a lot of people that you know, say they've done this and this and that, but in all honesty, they haven't done any of that. And that's a big thing, you know, where you've got a lot of people creating courses now on how you can make money online. I'm not going to say don't go with one person, go with the other, but it really comes down to just doing your due diligence, going to do your research, finding who's a part of that course. Are they successful? You know, are they genuine people? And that's kind of like where I started. I found a lot of scam and, you know, I bought a lot of courses throughout when I was younger and people took a lot of money from me in those days. It really just depends. You know, you can go onto Google and search and it's going to bring you a ton of results. But since I'm in the industry, I know the people that have the best courses right now. But I would say anyone really getting started, like yourself, Ivana, you got into that one funnel away challenge on ClickFunnels. That's really, really good. Just because it It gives you a basis on a whole round thing. You know, you kind of learn all the different strategies. It's not too complex. There's also some other courses out there. You know, you can go to a university and to be honest, it's a waste of money. You know, you can search on Google and YouTube and learn all these things. You know, it was all just YouTube and Google and studying and watching videos, taking what I could find. You know, obviously I was very, very fortunate and I was lucky enough to come across Donald Wilson, Facebook ads cracked. He currently owns a platform called Gear Bubble, where you can upload designs and sell uh, mugs and necklaces. Also was in that with him a little bit. It really is about just doing your due diligence and finding what's out there, not just jumping into stuff. Now I've been into e-commerce for about more than six months and I've done a lot of research. And actually there are many different sources and there is actually a lot of information already available for free. Only if you watch YouTube exactly. videos or if you listen to other people's podcasts, you can find already so much information out there for free, which you can then use and apply if you're building a store. And then if you want something more complicated, like for example, how to optimize your store, how to scale, in that case, you can go and you can buy a course or you can join e-commerce accelerator. But at the beginning, you can yeah. really start learning for free. Then you also mentioned that you were into affiliate marketing and you said that that's not for you. So for the listeners who don't know what is affiliate marketing, <laughs> can you explain that? So affiliate marketing is basically when you're promoting someone else's brand and you don't have all the middle things to deal with, the shipments, customer service. If you don't want to launch your own brand or your own product or your own e-commerce store, you could easily go to ClickBank. There's a couple of different sites that offer affiliate offers, different types of software services, You know, anything really in any niche they have that you can start promoting. Affiliate marketing is a little bit tricky. You know, I 
start from an early age with affiliate marketing. So I know the runaround with it. The biggest problem at the beginning for me was when I started with affiliate marketing is a lot of the advertising like Facebook and Google, they didn't allow hop links. They didn't allow affiliate links. Affiliate links just look bad. The affiliate marketing is really taking a little bit of a different direction nowadays where you've actually got to put a lot more work into it. You've got to potentially build a website or build a landing page where you can say you find a specific niche and say it's uh, cooking and you go into ClickBank and you find an affiliate offer on cooking. All the affiliate offers, they're different. It could be on subscription. It could be one-time payment. So if if you do go into affiliate marketing, you want to try and find something in the subscription side because then it's recurring. And then you're consistently getting that revenue every month and not needing to go back and find another customer to bring that revenue. If you were going for cooking or whatnot in the ClickBank side, affiliate offers, nowadays what you would do is you would essentially create a landing page. You could probably use ClickFunnels. You would create your own brand name and you would tell people about the cooking books or cooking lessons and you would have to try and sell it. From that side, they immediately click on a button and then they go to the affiliate link. You know, where before you used to be able to drive affiliate links directly from Facebook to the affiliate link. A lot of people are creating surveys, work very, very well. I actually launched a survey last year. I was testing out a dating affiliate software. And then from there, once they finished the survey, it'd be like, okay, now you can claim this. And then they would click that and would take them to the affiliate offer. My conversion rates were good, but it's not something I want to focus on. I love building technology. I want to invent things. If you're listening out there, you want to do affiliate marketing, there's nothing wrong with it. You can go into it. There's a lot of people making a lot of money from it. And it can give you the freedom of not having to deal with customers or products. How did you choose different niches? Because you mentioned that you were testing out different niches. In which other niches you were selling products? At the start, obviously, it's very tricky finding that niche. This was a long time ago, you know, so things have changed. The first way we found niches was we basically just went into everything on Facebook. Went onto Google, we found a list of every single niche. All we did was we essentially created, you know, different shirt designs. That's how I built all my audiences at the beginning, all through apparel. We basically made these designs and we uploaded them and then we targeted all these different niches on Facebook. And I ended up finding my best niches realizing that by launching that and giving it a try, testing it, seeing if it was going to be successful, seeing what the cost per click was, the conversion rates, that kind of stuff. And as soon as we launched the phishing, for instance, we could see it was a winner from the beginning. You know, our conversion rates were much higher than every one of our other niches. And that's when we kind of knew that we needed to start focusing more on the niches that were working. I've got about 250 Facebook pages. (laughs) You know, they're all just different pages. Some of my pages range from 50,000 likes to about a half a million. So I've got quite a different ones in that niche, but I would say it's about testing. And nowadays, my oldest brother, he just launched a brand about a month ago and he's been profitable. Reason why is he found a product overseas. It's a car wax. He could see it was selling. He knew that there was a market for it in our country in South Africa. So he basically just went and white labeled this product. We built a Shopify store for him. He's been profitable from day one. There's different ways to, you can sell to a specific niche, but then you can also go build your own brand. We did, we ended up building our own brands, National Fishing Association. We had the mechanics, we had motocross, and we obviously branded all of them properly. So that's obviously crucial, making sure that you create the brand from the beginning to get that presence out there. How did you test at the beginning? So you would then create a product, for example, you would create a t-shirt and would you also have a landing page or? 
I used to use two different companies, teespring.com. They're one of the biggest at the moment. That's where I upload you know, my designs. You have options of doing almost any type of apparel with them all over prints, you know, just side prints, all the different kind of stuff. So you would just upload the graphic onto their website, onto the shirts, the hoodie, whatever it is. And they give you a link, they give you a page, you take that link, you copy that URL for that Teespring campaign, and you go to Facebook, you create an ad, very simple t-shirts are quite straightforward when it comes to advertising. There's a lot of people that I know that are in it and doing very, very well, but you know, to get into it now, it is a bit difficult because you need to do mass. When we launch a shirt, all we do is we have a white blank background with the t-shirt, the entire t-shirt, and that's the ad. There's nothing else to it really besides putting a little bit of copy, creating the ad on Facebook. From there, you create better content as soon as it starts working. You know, then you start kind of scaling it. We were launching on very, very small budgets. We were doing a lot of different testing. Majority of my budgets when I do tests are about $5 that I'll spend on an ad a day. And I'll run it for about four to five days. What was your profit margin? So when you were testing, what price you were going for? On a normal base price from Teespring, I think they charge about $12 for the t-shirt with the design. But we used to mark ours up to about... $24.95, $29.95. Our profit margins were decent. We had some really great days. A couple of my friends still today sell three, four, five hundred shirts a night. Their profit margins are a lot higher. So on these platforms, when you upload your graphics with these t-shirts, the more you sell, the better tier you get into because they've all got these tier programs that they work on and you get better incentives. So if you're doing a thousand units a week, they're going to only charge you $8 for the shirts instead of 13 that's all creating mass. And now with shirts, like I was saying, it is a little bit harder not to get into, but there is still a lot of money in online with t-shirts. It may be preferable to work on a brand instead of just doing what I did. That was a long time ago. You know, you, not a lot of people were in at that stage. So we could go after all the niches. Nowadays, the branding really, really matters. Your presence matters as a seller. It's creating that brand, that trust for your customers. What were your upsells yeah. for t-shirts? Basically the same design. We had a lot of conversion rates were definitely higher when we were selling the same thing. And it's kind of weird because people would never think that, but we had the same experience on funnels where I would sell a mini pen rod on the front and then order bump, I would say, add another two for this price and it would be triple the price, but they would add it. A lot of the successful guys in the e-com space do that because they know it works. You know, the customer is coming to see that product. They're clicking on the link because they like it. They don't want to come to your store to see anything else. They want to see that specific product. People don't realize when you do send a customer from any source of traffic, it must go directly to that thing that you're offering or displaying. But the t-shirt side, it really was adding mugs, necklaces. I did a lot of subscription mugs, which was really, really cool because still today, after six years, I've got about 150 people that still pay me every single month that buy a mug. They receive a different mug every month or? I got 50 different designs, just say for the fishing of different mugs. Customer will come in and basically just say, okay, I want to pay $9.99 a month and I get a different mug every single month. It's recurring revenue and that's what you want. You know, that's why I focus on subscriptions so heavily because that's where your freedom is essentially, where you don't have to grind a nine to five all the time.
But let's talk about masterminds. As a fun fact, I was watching a YouTube video of one of the e-com coaches that I'm following, and I saw you there actually presenting, and I was thinking, how small is the world? In which masterminds you were participating, and what did they bring you? What did you learn from them? The one that you're talking about is the Black Label Mastermind. I joined them in 2010, 2011 from the Donald Wilson Facebook Ads Crack Course. I became very close with a lot of people in the group at that time and then made quite a few friends in the United States. And that's how I got, went to the States the first time and I met these guys and it was really, really awesome. A year after that, basically became part of their group. They helped me with different things, obviously scaling and those kind of things. But what's really awesome about these groups, they are expensive, but back then these masterminds are really about bringing the entrepreneurs together and working together and helping each other out and having success all together. And that's really essentially what happened. You know, we would go paying two and a half thousand dollars a month for the Black Label Mastermind. Obviously gave me access into different things and perks for reaching out, selling online, partners, that kind of stuff. Also included these getaways where the group would rent out a big villa in Puerto Rico or in Miami or wherever it is. And I would go attend it with them and we would, the whole week and the weekend, we would all sit together, we'd do things, a lot of different activities, all helping each other out. And those were probably the best times of my life at that stage. You know, it was just so much fun being around other people that are very successful, very driven to make something happen. You know, we're all entrepreneurs and really trying to make something happen in our lives. And that it was very exciting those times. I haven't been in a group quite a while now, just based on the fact that I'm building my own tech company. For anyone that's looking for these masterminds and stuff, there is a lot of them online. That's the other thing. Got to do your due diligence on these masterminds. And knowing someone that's been in it, like yourself, Ivana, you saw me, just maybe gives you a little bit more clarity. You know, you reach out to me, say, hey, Ronan, what is this group about? What do they do? Is it something beneficial that I could go with or get into? And that's essentially it. You know, it's really trying to find someone who's been in it or done it or really just doing your due diligence, you know, but that's where the masterminds in the US and around the e-com side, that's what they're really about. It's about bringing you all together, having a really good time, making money together, building your businesses, making a lot of friends, networking. <laughs> the masterminds are important when you're just starting out, when you need this momentum and you need people to motivate you and you want to yeah. learn. Maybe later, once you already learn this, you will feel like, okay, I already know everything. I don't need to pay two and a half thousand a month. Definitely. This is actually the reason why there are so many people who are skeptical about this because... For example, when I mentioned to my friends that I'm part of an e-commerce course or that I'm doing coaching, yeah. they yeah. are kind of saying, don't you think that you already know all of this stuff? And I even yeah. got a comment from one colleague of mine who said, I think I believe in you more than you believe in yourself. But <laughs> I just think that he doesn't understand that, like, first of all, you learn all this stuff much faster and also feel yes. like I'm wasting less money because they tell you exactly how to do it and what works the best Agreed. than instead of you going yeah. there and testing. It's important to have people around you that got the energy and are determined to create something or make something. And when you join these masterminds, you're surrounded by all these people that are determined and eager to do something as well. My whole life, it's been difficult for me in a way where you know, the U.S. was great. And that's why I say it was so exciting for me because, you know, in the U.S., you know, I meet a lot of people that know more than I do. And I can kind of like leverage off them. I want to be around them. And, you know, and that's the people you want to be around where, unfortunately, in South Africa, we just don't have 
as much of an e-commerce side as the US with masterminds and things like that. And a lot of the people here, I'm the go-to guy for how do I do this or how do I do that? It's very difficult for me to reach out anyone in my vicinity here that could potentially know more than me. So that's why also masterminds, like I was saying, are very important that there's people there that are more knowledgeable than you, that understand the industry and can give you the good insights so that you don't make those mistakes and you don't waste that money at the beginning. And I think also here in Europe, uh, masterminds are not that strong. I think most of the masterminds that I heard about are mostly taking place in the U.S. You also mentioned ClickFunnels. And I want to ask you, how does one choose, should you build your store on ClickFunnels or on Shopify? What would be your advice for that? It really depends. A Shopify store is going to be more for something if you've got a lot of products, if you've got a lot of inventory. That's going to be something that you're going to probably look at more than a ClickFunnels. I would potentially do it this way. ClickFunnels is the next step from a Shopify. So I would, as an e-commerce getting started, I would go launch a Shopify store. There's a great theme called Shoptimized. We're currently building on top of it right now, paid $199 for it. That's a really great theme. And you can obviously, you've got a lot of stuff you can play around with. Launch your brand, launch all the products on your Shopify store, start running some advertising, start getting your social app. Once you start finding just a successful product, a product that's converting better than all the others on your store, then you go to ClickFunnels and create something through ClickFunnels where now that product, you can increase the conversion rate of that. Because at the moment, the only downside on Shopify is the add to cart model. It doesn't convert as high as the ClickFunnels model. A lot of people go add to cart and then they'll abandon cart and leave and that kind of stuff. I would really focus on a Shopify store at the beginning and then going to ClickFunnels, depending if you've got a lot of inventory. If you're not going to do that and you just want to start out one product or digital service or whatever it is, you could easily do it through ClickFunnels. Talking about the conversion rates, at the moment, Shopify, the best Shopify stores in the world right now are probably converting at about 2.5 to 3%, which is probably the highest on the Shopify side. There might be some people out there that are converting a bit higher, but that's probably a really good average on best Shopify stores selling right now. Whereas a click funnel, your conversion rates could be 30, 40, 50% upwards. That was kind of like our model, you know, where we ended up, I first started with Shopify stores, WordPress stores, WooCommerce, and all the different kind of platforms we worked on. And we launched websites and that kind of stuff before we ended up launching funnels. Once we found successful products through our Shopify, we started putting them into the funnels and then creating different strategies around there. So that would be my uh, opinion on that. That makes sense. But if you take your best product from the Shopify store and you put it in ClickFunnels, then obviously you're going to have a much higher conversion rate because anyway, this product is going to sell. Just another thing I wanted to cover on that. Obviously, the biggest reason why the conversion rates are high is because on a funnel, you're sending them to a page where it's only displaying that product. It's only that. There's nothing else they can view or see. So there's no want this or want that. You know, People are very indecisive. Giving them less is usually better at the beginning. And that's why with the funnel, it does convert higher just based on the fact that that product, it's the only product in your face. It's, you can't view any other products. Uh, whereas a Shopify store, obviously you have a lot of, you, know, you can view different products and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there are many different links. Exactly, yeah. For somebody who has just started e-commerce, would you recommend them to build their brand from the beginning or to do drop shipping? I would recommend building a brand. I could tell you countless stories of my failures of launching dropshipping stores. Dropshipping can work, 
it's just wherever you drop shipping to, you need to be based in that vicinity. So like myself, I'm drop shipping to the US. At the start, you could easily drop ship and ship directly from Amazon and just break even on that. And, you know, until you start getting more orders and you can order bulk and then get it sent to, you know, the US and you've got a, you can do all the packaging and send it all out there yourself. Problem is with drop shipping right now is that, especially with people using AliExpress and the Chinese suppliers, delivery takes very, very long. From my experience, customers just are not happy. Customers don't want that. They want next day delivery. And that's what's going to get your customers to buy. We obviously, I did do the drop shipping quite big with our fishing, with the mini pen rod. You know, we were selling about 400 to 800 on some days just on the front of our funnel on the first page. And that was all drop shipping. And we were, well, at the beginning was drop shipping. And then we started ordering bulk and was, you know, thousands of units that we were bringing in. And then it was all getting packaged there, put together there. So that's the only downside on drop shipping is obviously it does, you know, the shipping times along, you could have broken products. Customers are just not really happy about that. You could put so much effort into it and, and it looks really, really good, but the products are not good and the shipping times aren't good, things like that. It's definitely going to affect your business. So from my experience and from what we just launched the other day for my oldest brother's car wax company called Detail Ease, he did his research. He went out there, he found product that he could white label. That's definitely something everybody should be looking at to start a brand is white labeling. That's very big right now. You don't want to be selling someone else's brand. You want to be selling your brand, even if it means AliExpress and Alibaba. You know, you can find these products and they will white label all these products for you. So it's not difficult to white label product. It's about finding that right product, building out the store. Even when you build your first Shopify store, you don't need to go excessive and put a lot of inventory. If you're only focusing on one or two products, like I was saying, you could essentially start with ClickFunnels. Shopify does also work. You know, my eldest brother is using a Shopify store. We built everything on Shopify. And on the first day he launched, he's been profiting and actually making really, really good money. And it's really interesting to see, you know, I go to his office and there's 10 guys there packaging and packaging and sending out and you've got the shipments coming in, all that kind of stuff, you know. So it's exciting, that kind of stuff. So I would really recommend people focus on building a brand. It's so essential. You're going to waste time if you try and just jump in and out of stuff and trying to get into affiliate. That's why I didn't really like affiliate marketing because I don't like selling other people's things. It could be easier, you know, because you don't have to deal with the customer service and all that stuff. But that really is the first way to create your own brand. Now go out there. There's a lot of different websites where you can get a logo created for free on Google. You can easily do your graphics through PicMonkey or you know anything like that, which I use, you know, and I create my own graphics. You can keep the cost down big time. So obviously you have these costs involved where you've got to, you know, it's the Shopify. You obviously do get a 14-day free plan when you start. So you have some time. So what I'd recommend also when starting with the Shopify store, if you are on a limited budget, don't go and open the store immediately. First do all your stuff, do your research, get everything together, then go open it up on the 14-day trial. In the first couple of days, you're going to have it up and running. Instead of waiting till that 14-day trial to end, you can push it out a little bit. Obviously you're going to have to end up paying for that. I'm not too sure currently what Shopify charges. That's probably the best. And what would be your top advice for finding the right product? Product research is a big thing. The way my eldest brother found this car wax was he saw another company selling it and he saw that there was a need for it and that people were buying it. And that's truly all you need to see. I tell my friends this constantly that starting e-commerce and getting into it and stuff like that, don't copy, but follow the same method. 
go out there. You know, there's a lot of different things you could use, like Facebook search. You go and search things in different niches that you want to sell in, whatever niche you want to sell in. Find other companies doing something similar. Find out what products they're selling. Go into the website, see, find more information about them because that's essentially how you're going to find a winning product. The only way I found my mini pen rod, I found it through a site called Scout something quite a while ago. You would just type the niche and then it would bring up a list of all the products selling globally around fishing and the ones that have the highest sales and also the highest amount of people viewing it. So you would kind of get an idea of how many people are viewing it versus buying it. And if you could find a product that you were getting a minimal amount of views, but a lot of people were buying, you know it's a win of a product. So obviously that was back then. So nowadays the research really goes into Facebook, like I said, find competitors, use your competitors as an advantage. You know, they are working, they're selling. I'm not saying go to their website and copy everything identical, but I'm saying find it, use what they're using, you know, change just a little bit of the copy, that kind of different, same style graphics. They're using a certain colors and things. Try and keep to those colors because there's a reason why they've got those colors or they're selling. Those are all the small things. And you know, as you start learning e-commerce, you know, these things obviously just come gradually to you and you see them. But you know, that is the first step to trying to find something. There is also, you know, I use AMZ Scout, which is an Amazon Scout tool. I pay $50 a month. And that basically gives me a tool, an extension that I can go onto Amazon and I can view all the products in a certain niche that I want to view. And I can see how much the seller is selling, how many products a month, what's his entire revenue on the product, how many, what quantity they've got. And it also gives you ratings, one to 10. And obviously 10 being the ultimate product to sell because it's getting a lot of sales. So that's also another avenue. It doesn't always work out for me when I go and I find products on Amazon. And another big key thing now is that videos are very important. You want to, if you are starting a store, try and create videos, even if they're really, really like simple. Videos are working way better than images right now. Just content is key. We currently in my media agency, we're dealing with a jewelry company. We don't need to go and create these sophisticated videos. All these videos are for the jewelry company are 360 GIFs. So we've created 360 GIFs of the products. So when you're scrolling down, you see the product turning and it turns and turns. Those are very easy things to do. And those are things that will pick up your conversion rates for your products because it really also depends on what you're selling, but people want to feel like they're touching the product. So you need to try and really make it as captivating as, as possible. Uh, the captivating part could be really some white background and all you've got is a 360 GIF of the ring spinning or whatever it is. That works very well. So there's a lot of tools out there that people can use to find products, but there's no specific way. You've really got to test and you've got to, I would say the best is probably going after your competitors and finding what they're doing and finding products that are very similar and white labeling to your own brand. That's the best way for it, for sure. It's important that you jump on this wave. If you see that products are selling, then also try to sell yes. those products instead of trying to create a demand for a product that like right now nobody's buying or selling. When we were selling t-shirts, we were launching about 20, 30 designs a day. I had a team of about five, six designers from around the world working on designs and we were obviously creating briefs and all that kind of stuff. And you know, every day I would receive about three to four things of people stealing our designs, but actually copying them and stealing them and going out and selling tens of thousands of them. That's the wrong thing. That's kind of the wrong approach. Just talking about that, it shows you that don't copy, but do something similar, 
see what's working, use it because it's obviously working. It will work for you. What are you doing in your media agency? Because you mentioned it. So I'm really curious now. You mentioned that you're building stores for other brands. I started a media agency at the beginning of last year. We focus on you know, building websites, SEO. Currently, like if you go and search on Google, decentralized payment gateway or top subscription platforms, you'll see that Zion Global will come up first. We work very hard on SEO. Um, obviously, websites, creations, content, social media, posting, that kind of stuff. A lot of our clients from the age of 21, 22 to, to about 40 that are creating Shopify stores. We do have two government contracts here in South Africa that we work on. You know, we assist with leads and we gather leads through Facebook advertising, Google PPC. Keeping busy is a good thing, eh? You accumulated so much knowledge. You just know how to sell stuff online or how to build yeah. pages that convert. So now you can help other people with this exactly, knowledge. Yeah. For anyone starting out online, don't be overwhelmed. Don't try and put too much stuff on your plate at the beginning. Do it slowly and gradually because you know, it's always too much information is not good. And that can really make you despondent about starting an online business. So thing is, do it gradually. Do the research And once you really dive into it and dedicate the time to it, and even if you do have a full-time job, you can still do this. It doesn't, once you get it started and you see the success, you'll probably end up leaving your job and putting your full-time into that and hiring, delegating the work to other people, you know, so you can spend time on what really matters. That's the biggest thing online. And so many of my friends that I get into it, they get very overwhelmed with all the information, especially people who have no digital knowledge or e-commerce knowledge at all. So that's a key thing. Do it slowly, gradually. How can people find about your media agency? If anyone's looking for media services or anything along that line, they can easily go to our site, chunkymonkeymedia.com. Give us a contact. We are global with our media agency. You know, at the moment, we have three US clients, about seven clients in South Africa. Um, we've got two clients in the UK and one from Australia. Reach out to us if you do need help with your Shopify stores or anything along that line. Amazing, Ronan. Thank you very much. And guys, Thank I hope you, you enjoyed Ronan. this episode. This episode is one of my favorites. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Thanks a lot for listening and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>